welcome, welcome to episode two of the GNC Golf Talk podcast. Um, with myself, Scott Campbell, the host, and my co-host James Scurfield. Hi, James. Hello, Scott. Welcome. You're right. We're a bit earlier this this week, aren't we? We're up in the morning, yes. so it's uh, showing our commitment, if you like. That's right. Um, it's been a. I mean, we've done the second episode, the first episode, fantastic. Um, you know, over 200, two, two and a half thousand views and, and listens across the platforms, which is amazing in the first week. So thank you. Um, we urge you that please, you know, particularly on the YouTube one, subscribe um, and also leave a comment actually to say that you have subscribed. And that would be the month the February competition for everyone that's left the comments subscribed in the comments will be entered into a competition to win a glove and a golf towel of ours. And uh, but this is just two. Two guys, average guys, average golfers, talking about their love of golf and uh, and some topics, and we hope you enjoy it. Um, before we get into it, James, we're going to get straight into it these weeks, but I just want to have a word from our sponsor, So, because we've got our very proud sponsors, Skirfield and Associates, and they are Skirfield and Associates who help families protect their wealth now and in the future, ensuring their assets passes safely to their loved ones. And for more information, you can check out their website, skirfieldandassociates.co.uk the preservation of wealth specialist and all the links will be in the descriptions below whether you're listening to this on spotify google Podcasts, or particularly youtube so one thing i want to start there was a regular feature okay is the is this week's events because we're going to do these weekly Yep. So let's talk about this week's events just be So we've got the, and first of all, last week's winners, you know, um, and we're going to just talk very much, just concentrate on the PGA Tour and the Euro PGA Tour. Um, we know that the, we might get a slate in for, we haven't included the women's golf or the seniors and stuff like that, which we all love and we all watch, but um, we could end up, this podcast would be like eight hours long. So um, we're going to just concentrate on the, on our, on our conversations, if you like, on the, on the PGA Tour and the European Tour. But last week's winner is Patrick Reed, and we might have a conversation in one of our topics about that a bit later. Um, and if you haven't listened to episode one, the format as this is we kind of mean James choose three topics each. We don't know what each is going to ask and talk about, and we just have a conversation about it. Um, but we'll probably talk about Pete, Patrick. I imagine that's on your topics as well. And Paul Casey, you know, my tip yeah. for wow. one of the majors this year, and he get back in the winner's circle so well on Paul um so this week James we've got like well, the PGA Tour goes to the Phoenix Open um be a strange one this year because that's normally one where you know where the um they got the par three on the back and they which is they get the crowd shouting and yeah. drinking and okay. it's not going to be the same is it um no. but quite what's quite interesting is the is the field on that one so it falls because in the European Tour, you've got the Saudi International this week, um, which obviously, branding-wise, money-wise for the top players is quite a big thing, really. So there's a bit of a gap. So in the Phoenix Open, we've got, and just to highlight a couple of them, we've got John Wam, uh, Justin Thomas is back out this week, um, Sander Schofle is out there, Rory's over in America, Webb Simpson, who was last year's winner at Phoenix Open, Um Daniel Berger, I'll put in there, I fancy, I fancy Daniel Berger this week for some reason. Um, Brooks Kepka trying to regain his form. Bubba Watson making his uh, first appearance of the year, I think. Um, Ricky Fowler, who will come to my players watching a bit in one of my things. 
Ryan Palmer and Billy Horshaw, Gary Woodland, they've all been really steady. Louis Oostenhausen, whom I don't know if he's going to, on the sort of teetering on the downward spiral with Oostenhausen, maybe he's got one last for war in front of him. Um, and Matthew Wolf would be interesting because Matthew Wolf pulled out of last week's um, tournament in the fir- after the first round after shooting six over after damaging his wrist and the thing. So mm. uh, it's be interesting to see if he comes out. Um, any any of them that that sort of kind of well, I think they've got a chance this week. Yeah, I I think Justin Thomas. Mm. Yeah, I think he's going to have a, a good tournament. Um, and it'd be really interesting to see how Brooks Kepka performs because he, a bit like Spieth a few years ago, just started taking over, didn't he? And he, he had that mentality yeah. of most it was, of the, it was injury most, with him, though, wasn't it? It was an injury that really yeah. scuppered him, wasn't it? Um, I feel like he's... I watched a bit of him last week because you were one of the featured groups that I was watching and um, I felt like he was trying to push it too much, trying to make it happen. Rather than you know, he's, I think he's got this expectation that he's going to go out and shoot five under every round or whatever. And and if he's not, you know, if he's not three four under after the first nine, he, he starts really pushing it and going for shots. I think that you know, and starts putting putts like six foot past, you know, and stuff like that, you know. And uh, um, I think there's probably um, a mental side of him, but like like he did a few years ago, where he just he, he was he didn't really. It's almost like he didn't care about the week-to-week tournaments, but actually prepared for the majors, wasn't it? When he went then for three right, majors, yeah. so um, be interesting there. Um, John Marm with his clubs. Uh, he, well, it's interesting because we say new clubs, right? With his uh, Callaway, because he's gone from TaylorMade to Callaway. Um, first performance last week was ex- was excellent. I think it was like tied six or something like that in the end. Oh, and um, but interestingly, when they were following him that they made a remark that they were the clubs that he played with all throughout his junior and he's kind of, and he's when he first comes okay. to the tour. Um, so maybe it's not such a, a big thing like we've seen with other players that like we talked about last week, which when they yeah. change clubs, um, it's almost like he's, he's found an old girlfriend, if you like, <laughs> that he's, uh, <laughs> he's rekindled with. Um, so yeah, JT, I think, yeah, um, I think Daniel Berger is going to be my outside shot, actually. When it's, but, um, but okay. If not, John Warm to continue his form. Um, the European Tour, really international. So we've got the Saudi International, which um, they're probably teed off already, actually, the early starters. So we've got um, we've got DJs over there. These yeah. um, first event of the year. Um, he was second there last year. He was the winner in 2019. Um, Bryson DeChambeau out there. Lee Westwood, Justin Rose, Till Hatton, Patrick Reed, Tony Finau, and Victor Hovland have all gone out there. Um, Paul Casey is playing, which is quite topical because a couple of years ago he said he wouldn't play in Saudi Arabia um, because of the uh, he's um, he's an ambassador, isn't he, for UNICEF? Um, and he was quite vocal about the if you like the the politics and stuff like that and the way they treat people in Saudi, but he's out there this year. Um, he said he's learned a lot over the last couple of years. Um, and then the usual ones, Tommy Fleetwood, back still out there, Sergio Garcia, Robert McIntyre, who had a good week last week, Poulter, Shane Lowry, and Andrew Beef Johnston is in the thing, who I don't think will win it, but I'd love to see play well. 
<clears throat> I'd love to see him win it. That would be brilliant, wouldn't It'll it? It'll be awesome, good, wouldn't it? Good for golf and good for the fans. He's such a character. Yeah. But good for the European tour. Good lineup this week. Really good. Yeah. You could say almost you could almost Imagine. say that field is just, is as strong or stronger than the, the PGA tours. So. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It'd be great. Imagine seeing Bryson and, and uh DJ. Yeah. On the fi- final round, just smashing the ball, absolute miles. Because mm. I'm guessing the conditions are pretty warm over there. Ball's yeah. going to travel. Ball's going to travel even further. Probably yeah. hard fairways. So, and some players in good form there. You know, Robert McIntyre second last week. Victor Hovland was right up there in the pack. Um, Lee Westwood just plays well out there, doesn't he? In Dubai and that area, he just maybe should live out there because he plays always plays well with him yeah. in tournaments. Um, any, any of them that jump? I mean, can you see past DJ? I think DJ. He he yeah. came second. I remember I watched the, the round last year. He came second last year and he won, yeah. won it the year before. Um, yeah. But I think I think him or, I, you know, people are going to, um, you know, all I'm doing is picking the favourites. But I, I think Bryson DeChambeau or I think uh, uh, Dustin Johnson, personally, mm. Yeah, I'd go with see. that. I would go with that and love to see. Um, my outside would be. I'd love to see beef. <laughs> yeah, Andrew I would love. Johnson I would love I would winning love, by one. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I think. Um, I think Tommy Fleetwood's got a chance. I think there's um, there's something going to happen. He's either going to happen very soon or or probably not happen ever. I think with Tommy Fleetwood. Um, yeah, he's, he's t- turning into a bit of a, a top ten sort of the European version of Tony Fino almost, isn't he? And um, but. Uh, yeah, he's, I'd like to see Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. I think he might be my side. Be interested with Bryson because I've been watching a lot of um, Instagram stuff over the the lockdown period, and he's um, he's been doing some crazy speed things, isn't he? Trying to hit 147 miles an hour, and it's beginning. Uh, I've watched I've watched a number of clips of him, and it's beginning to almost become like a baseball shot. Yeah, where he kind of. On the he way rocks, down, on the yeah, on the way down, he kind of plants his left foot. He's right-handed, yeah. plants his left foot, and just yeah, uh, just smashes the hell out of it. There was now, a really good, um, there was a really good interview I saw of him though, Sean. He was saying about the um, with Nick Vardable people on his channel, and he was saying about that he's he's training for speed, like and when he's practicing and this thing that like, he's spent that time with that um, I can't remember his name, Cole, where it was you know the long drive champion. Um, okay, yeah. And did his videos, which is crazy, trying to build up speed and hitting the ball like, like 147 miles per hour, or something like that. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but he was saying about the he's training for speed, so that but when he goes out on the course, what looks like it's like super fast and he's going absolutely crazy, but reality for him, it's a lot less than what he's training at. So he's actually training for speed and really pushing it in his training so that when he goes out and he's still hitting the ball at like 120 miles an hour, whatever, really massive. No, effect, think, but he I still feels in control because he's training at another level above that. Scott, yeah. Scott, I think I think he's he's hitting the ball speed. I think it's over 200 now, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, I feel sorry for the golf ball. But he um, he's getting his body... And all the muscle fibers ready so that his body gets mm. more accustomed to it, which um, credit to him. Mm. And and I think when you tee off, you've got to have full commitment. You know, you can't have any any second thoughts or nah. maybe I'll just use a three wood, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Right. So <clears throat> let's get into it. Do you want to 
as I've been talking a bit for the first one, do you want to jump into your, your first topic? Yeah, or? okay. So I thought, I know last week we we spoke about the players that were, were tea to green. So mm. I thought I would do some research for our for us and our viewers. And since, so if I go from year to date yeah. this year, now the average amount of rounds that have been played are 18 rounds, okay? Well, each and, player plays an average of 18 rounds a year. Yeah, so it's been, okay. yeah. So some, so the, the top two have played sixteen, yeah. and and kind of in ninth place, and ninth and seventh place they've played twenty eight. So on average, there's a kind of like eighteen to twenty rounds. Okay, cool. Um, and this is tee to green, and in twentieth, uh, in tenth place we have Xander Chauflet. Oh yeah, I would have put him in there. Yeah, is this is this is this PGA Tour then? Is it? Yeah, this is yeah. A PGA Tour. Yeah. Can I have a guess at number one or? You can, yeah. You'd be shocked. But go on. Tita Green. Well, I'm going to. What did we talk about last week? I think. I'm not sure if it might not be number one because I think it might be someone like. My my head will say Zach Johnson, but I think Tony Fino will be right up there on the back of what I talked about last week. Okay. So I, I highlighted Tony Fino. He's sitting in 18th place. 18th. Okay. Oh, 18th wow. place, yeah. It's a shock, actually. So we've got Xander in 10th. 9th yeah. is Keegan Bradley. Okay. We have in 8th, Ricky Barnes. 7, yeah, 7, Russell Henley. 6th, yeah. my guy JT, Justin Thomas. Yeah. 5th, John Rahm. Yeah. 4th, Will Zatoris. Yeah. Zalatoris. Yeah, yeah. 3rd, Dustin Johnson. Third, well, okay. Third, second. This might surprise you, Bubba Watson. Really? Yeah. That, yeah. that surprised me. Oh, oh you know yeah. what? It's wow. unbelievable. And then in first place, we were talking about how far he hits the ball. Bryson DeChambeau. Wow. Mind you, most of his second shots aren't they to a green? I like. Well, mo yeah, most of his second <laughs> shots are just a small little chip, aren't they? Yeah, just a... Which I found fascinating. Uh, so uh, that that surprised me with Bryson. That is really... Um... And then if we go back, and then I thought what we'll do is we'll go back to 2020, so year to so, date. Hang on, there's some, there's some names in there, isn't there, where there must be, you know, like uh, they, they, you think, well, they must be pretty poor putters. There's some names up there that are not winning anything, that are not known names, are they? The people go, who the hell is that? They must yeah. be pretty poor putters. <laughs> and there's quite a big difference. So in 10th place, the average is, you know, Xander is 1.450 to degree. And Bryson DeChambeau in, in first, his average is 2.680, which is pretty interesting. And then I thought I'd go back to 2020 year to date so this is on average the last 60 rounds of, of golf which gives us okay. a bit more of yeah. a flavor okay um yeah so i think on the pga tour i think um I so, think okay, Paul Casey might make that field then as well okay so what, yeah okay i'll give you yeah so rory's in the top 10 yes anyone else you can think of that um, would be in there so i'll go with um Shuffle would definitely be in there, I think, still. Um, I think... Um, yes, you're right. 
I would think even though he's current form, but on that 60 rounds that um, that Kepka might be in there. Um, no. 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 Um, we'll be up there. So, what about, about your more, guy? What about uh, your guy you always rate? Paul Casey. Green? No, the other guy. It's what, Tony Fino? Yeah. Yeah, he's in there, is he? No, he's not. He's 11th. 11th. Yeah. Um, so... Your stats weren't bad last week, were you? Because yeah. you you said that it, you thought that Tita Green he was he was right up there. You, yeah. You're you know you're pretty much spot on. I I thought he was yeah. way off, but yeah. But a shout out to thirteenth place Tyrrell Hatton, which I thought was very oh, impressive. Okay. Yeah. But, the, but the top ten are Scottish uh, Schuffler. Yeah. In ninth, Dustin Johnson. Okay. Eighth. Harold Varner the third. Oh, hang on. If he's over 60, Ro- Rose is going to be right up there, isn't he? Because he got to the number one, didn't he? Is he going to be up there? No, he's not. No. no. Well. In seventh, seventh Sander Schofle, which you're yeah. right about. In sixth, Rory McElroy. Fifth, Colin uh, Moraka, is it? Yeah, Moraka. Yeah. He's Morikawa, the PJ yeah, champion from last year, wasn't he? So. Yeah, good player, isn't it? Yeah, lovely swing. Young young lad. Yeah. yeah. Fourth, I didn't know about this, but fourth surprised me, Sergio Garcia. Wow. Yeah. That is a surprise. Yeah. That is my reaction, yeah. Third, John Rahm, yeah. which was encouraging to see. Second, Hidi, Hidi Matsi, uh, Matsuyama. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And first, Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. So then I thought, my final stat of, of, of the uh, podcast, I thought, okay, so Tita Green, they are um, some interesting characters there. Then I thought... Oh, sorry, Ricky Fowler, and I, it's a likes of like, Jordan Speed, Ricky Fowler, because where we talked about Rose with their drop of their form, that's showing in the stats as well, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Other. I can't remember where they are, but, you know, some of them are miles down there. Yeah. Um, and then I thought I would compare the pros to us average golfers and <laughs> yeah. greens and regulation. Because I remember the last time you and I had a round of golf, yeah. you had one of your best greens and regulations. I, yeah, rounds, I, hit, I hit seven greens. I actually recalled my – I'm quite nerdy in that. I do recall my stats. I mean, you yeah. do as well, do you? Um, on the – and I'm normally – um, I'm on a, even on a good round. I'm normally three or four greens and regulations, and that one. But that day was seven greens and regulations for me. Out of the, out of the eighteen. Out of the eighteen, yeah. Good yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. Which is probably you know, and that probably lent itself to that was a that that was a total correlation with it. Felt like even though it wasn't my best score, it was like one of my best score ever. It felt like my yeah. best round ever for consistency. Um, and that's probably show why you know so. No good. So this this is greens and regulation. Yeah. The average tour score is sixty seven point five six. Okay, in terms of par, yeah. Right. Okay. <clears throat> and on average, there is about apart from the. It's a shame the person who's top has only played eight rounds. But on average, we're talking of rounds of about twenty four rounds. Okay. Right. And this is greens in regulation. And I've got the percentage stats here. So in terms of a percentage out of 100, what do you think will go with 
10th place compared to first place, greens in regulation, what percentage? I would think 10th place around 40% and first place. Yes. Green In greens in regulation? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's going to be less than, isn't it? But look at your reaction. <laughs> no. Um, and I was going to say... Way then, more, way more. Really? Okay. So... Um, so I think first place will be in the 60s. Okay, interesting. So in 10th place, yeah. the average is 74.44%. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mind you, they are big greens, aren't they? Like we talked about yeah, some of the they're big right. greens and and most of their most of their second shots are wedges. You know, are wedges in. Yeah. But my yeah, and, and in first place it's 77.78. So wow. What, what my point is in golf is we're all kind of when we when we play shots that just miss the green or go a little bit long is to not be too hard on ourselves yeah. when the pros are playing what eight hours a day practicing and they have done it's their career yeah. and the top of the guys are kind of hitting you know they're hitting about on average what 75 percent of the greens which would yeah. mean doing the basic maths which would mean that they would be out of an 18 hole they'd probably be Hitting 13, 14, maybe 13, 14. 14. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's not far off, you know. And they're hitting a, you know, they're hitting a wedge where oh, and they you know, you're probably wedge. hitting an eight iron and I'm hitting a five iron. <laughs> you know yeah, that's right, exactly. So, you know, it's um and I I found this, you know, it's not like that. I always know, always wondered that is, if I if you put a if you put the size of a green, right, and then you add say 10 foot diameter all the way around it yeah and then at our level you know then you added like took that as greens in regulation so you're in and around the green yeah i've been that'd be about more encouraging stat for an amateur at our level to oh i think that's an interesting point and i think that we would hit the greens more so your greens and regulation stats would go yeah. up a hell of a lot but i think we're then more likely three part yeah, so then that would probably force because where a lot of amateurs think, all right, I've got to hit, I've got to start hitting more greens in regulation from 100 and like 200 yards or 150 yards. Actually, fact, the probably reality is, is it's probably they're chipping and putting at our level. Oh, without a doubt. Well, Gary Player has always, you know, when he, he does these um, kind of uh, little videos and, and teaches people and mm -hmm. goes to see people, he, he said, an, an 18 handicapper, I think, was it an 18 handicapper that if the pro took over from 100 yards and in would be down to kind of about three or four handicap? Wow. Yeah. It's basically, it's, it is the short game. If you can get up and down. How many times do you see on the pro tour that they, they drain a putt for par and move on? Yeah. You know? Putts, yeah. you know, par on average is... is, well, they, is they, they, they miss the fairway by 100 yards. They miss the green by like 60 yards and then they walk off with a par. Like exactly, that. yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It was And so so just to quickly yeah, fire so through these yeah. scores. Yeah. So in, in 10th is a guy called Justin Sue, S-U-H, Sue? Yeah. Uh, um, he's on 74.4. You've got James Hahn. He can't eighth, putt then, can he? No. Eighth, <laughs> Sam... Burns, yeah, Emilian, Emilino Grillo. Number six is Stuart Sink. Fifth, okay. 
up there, Dustin Johnson. So you can see why he's yeah. world number one. Yeah. He's performing really well because all of his stats, he's up, he's right up there. Yeah. Fourth, Martin Lard, Laird. Yeah, Laird, yeah. Third, Russell Knox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Second, yeah. Matthew N. Nee Smith. And first, it's a shame he's only played the eight rounds and they've all, on average, played about 20. But Jim Furyk. Really? Well, okay. Yeah, grains and regulation. Mm. Yeah. So I will, yeah. So I thought yeah. I'd just share that because I well, know it, we were talking about You know about that they stats. back up that when the, the DJ, you often feel that if DJ's putting well, he's going to win the tournament, didn't you? Oh, yeah. And that backs that. It, them stats back that up. That's, that if he's, if he's putting well, my, my surprise in there is the, is Rory's not up there more and that might be, it might, well, I'll save it for one of my topics that I will talk about, but it might be okay. the, a lot of uh, his issues, I mean. Yeah. That's really interesting, isn't it, to go back from what we talked about last week. Um, but a lot of people there, that people go, mm. you want yeah. one next week on the back of that, James, might be um, putting stats then, because I that's know. probably where we'll see the the likes of the people that we're seeing up on the top of the leaderboard up there quite yeah. a bit. And, uh, that's exactly um, right. I'll, I'll, I'll have that for next week, the putting stats. I didn't want to give too many stats today. Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Okay. Right. So my first topic, because mm. you probably got it on there as well. Yes. Um, Patrick okay. Reed incident over the weekend. Yeah. Now, funny you say Patrick Reed, but you haven't mentioned Rory McIlroy, well, which no, I'm found... going to come to that because. Okay. okay. Right, here's the thing. Yeah. What's in, your view? Um, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of Patrick Reed at all, really. Right. So. Let's okay. Ex- explain then. Explain. So, and. It will come up because of his this one. This one, I think he's been unduly, um, if you like, torn apart over because I don't think he actually did anything wrong. Okay. Um, and if people look at it, Rory did it on the 18th, right? Um, Sabatini want, did it on the 15th. Scott, do you want to explain to anyone that might yeah. not have watched the video? So do you want what to explain so, what's happened and then so the, talk about it. On the PJ tour, it was a bit um it was Tory Pines, wasn't it? It was a bit yes. wet early in the week. So they had a pick and play option. So if your ball was embedded, whereas I think the rules, the amateur rules at the moment, you're allowed to roll it out of the embed, aren't you? But if it was embedded, they were allowed a club length relief from where it was embedded. Yeah, and that's and that's also even in the rough. Wasn't yes, it? that was all. Yeah, particularly in the rough around the course. Yeah. So, and obviously, there's not a lot of there's a lot less people on the course at the moment than what there normally is to see show people what happens. Now you've got to remember these guys are driving the ball, whatever you know, however far they're driving it and hitting it. Um, the 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 common thing which I didn't realise, but the pros, where is it? If it bounces the ball, it can't be embedded. Correct. It's their fault. So if it bounces, well, it, yeah. it gets a bit. So it's what highly Patrick, unlikely, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. highly unlikely. Just because yeah. all the all the speed and pace has been taken out of the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then I suppose it's like you go into other people's old divot marks and stuff like that. You know, it's hard to tell, you know, I suppose if it's your good point or not. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think um, of that. So um, because what I didn't see, the couple of times I saw people actually lifting it, um, Interestingly, what I didn't see them doing is repairing that 
that in bed almost like a pitch market because they didn't do it because it was in the rough they just didn't repair it they just left it um so there's potential of other people landing in other people's ones there but the um so Patrick Reed hit a bunker shot near the green um and then and it bounced and then but he said he didn't see it bounce because of where he was in the bunker he asked his playing partners they didn't see it bounce he asked a spotter they, did they see it bounce? They said, didn't see it bounce. Yeah. He lifted it on his own, yeah. uh, marked Scott, it. Scott, sorry. Did it actually bounce? Do we yes. know yet? Yeah, it bounced, yeah. The, the it video showed it bounce, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Um, and then he lifted it and gave himself a fantastic lie and chipped and putted for par, right? Which at the time was a very... Um, you know, for a scrappy was, hole, it was something it was, that kept him on, on course for the victory. Okay. So, yeah. so that was what he got absolute status for because he, he, what he did is he marked the ball, picked it up and then called an official over. Yeah. That's, okay. that, that's what doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. This is what, and this is, and the problem right. is with Patrick Reed, he's got, which is what I don't like him. He's got history of where he's actually genuinely cheated if you like you know there's no yeah. that one in the bunker last year where he um he puffed away made his lie so much better you know you everyone knows that if you touch the sand in a bunker you know it you know it and the amount of sand that he lifted there's no way he could say i didn't feel it i didn't know it um and he's been caught about three or four times taking practice putting his ball in a bunker his club behind the ball in the bunker doing a practice kind of takeaway and then stepping off of it and then going back into it and the line looks improved. And then there's been some video footage of the actual sand coming off. Um, so he's, because of his history, this is, you know, he's people obviously, but the bit where he was a bit harshly um, dealt with is that, uh, that there was, there was loads of incidences of other players doing that where they did the rules where it was embedded and they took it like Rory's one. Yeah. But the difference is with Rory, Rory says, I didn't see it bounce. Sabatini didn't see it bounce. The spotter didn't see it bounce. It was definitely in an embedded lie. Yeah. You know, and the thing is with Rory, with his, if you like, previous on being honest and taking, if you like, worse lies, you know, roughs like that one that he had last year at the, um, is it the US Open where he gave himself a worse lie because he could get relief from a footprint, but he didn't feel like he Okay. Felt bad about giving himself a fantastic lie, so he put himself in a worse lie in the footprint than what he wish what he could have got. Um, he had a couple of last year, early on last year, at a tournament where he was allowed to remove stones from the bunker, and he went to remove a stone, and when he picked it up, he thought it was a stone, and when he lifted it, it was actually a bit of sand. Yes, I and remember he just that crumbled, one. Yeah. And he was completely honest, and he took a two shot penalty for that, you know, on the yeah. thing. Um, so I think he's honest in before you go. Well, okay, you know what? You might have made a mistake there, Roy, but do you know what? Yeah. You're with Patrick Reed's past, but Scott, you're like, me, can I stop you? So, but with Rory's, Rory's ball, Rory's ball did bounce as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. okay. So, the yeah. argument could be that neither ball embedded, yeah, but but Rory didn't actually call any officials over. I heard him talk to his playing partner and said, It's embedded, what's the rule? And and the guy responded yeah. to you know one club length. The and same then, as Sabatini did on the fifteenth. Yeah, you know, and then just, he, yeah, yeah, he picked yeah. Um, 
But this is, I think this is the bit where if you're going to call a rule official, rules official over, yeah. right, you do it without touching nothing. I think this is a bit where Patrick Reed, I could not understand mm. why he lifted it, you know, asked the spotter, asked his playing partners, lifted it, marked it, lifted it. Yes, it's in my own bed, in, embedded one. I'm going to take his club loop. You know, well, when I, when that it, he yeah. actually then called over an official and gave himself an incredible lie afterwards is the bit that's a bit, you know, come on, because no one else called an official over because it was just a general rule, you know. Yeah. But if you if your ball is under, right next to a, um, like a fence, you know, an out of bounds fence, and it's unsure where the the limit, you know, the the line is and stuff like that. You don't or anything. You they don't touch anything, do they? They call an official. They go like, I'm not touching anything until I call an official over. Well, when, when I when I watched it uh, unfolding with Patrick Reed, mm. he caught he he knelt down and he was and he had his hands in 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 the rough, touching his ball. Okay, now we don't know whether he's pushing that ball further in, yeah. But what and then he called the officials over. What surprised me was then he went in, picked the ball up, and then placed it down by the side, mm. away from him. Now they didn't look like any mud on the ball either. Which means it didn't, you know. And then he went back down, and he could have quite easily been pushing his thumbs. And it just doesn't sit well for me. No. The person that I feel sorry for, you know, we're we're all okay, but I feel sorry for uh, Victor Hovland, mm. who came second, finished on eleven under. Patrick Reed won yeah. by uh, with, with, by two, with shooting thirteen under. Now that could have been extra thick lie. He might have just scuffed it out. They, but it's also great, if he at the time if he had if he had bogeyed that hole because coming out of that lie would have been difficult. Yeah. So if he'd bogeyed that hole, um, he would have been right in the pack. You know he was, you know, and it would it would have been a completely yeah. different story. I think you know so. It, yeah, it, it doesn't sit well with me no. either of them. I, I don't think. I think the rule should be the conditions are bad. You know the balls are going to plug, so you're just going to have to play them as they are. Mm. If it's in the fairway, I think if it's in the fairway, because <clears throat> I'm I'm amazed that they're getting drops out of rough. I thought I thought it was only ever when the ball plugged on the fairway that you can clearly see. Well, I yeah. I think the rough the, the the amateur rules now. We might have to come back to this next week, but the amateur rules I believe are that if it's embedded in the moment anywhere, you can roll it out of there. But the, I don't understand why they got the club's length. Is what I don't understand because a club length. For a pro, oh, is yeah. is huge. But look at you know. look look at the better lie that Patrick Reed had. But yeah. I just for, for me, I think if I'm watching golfers hitting balls and then moving it where they see, you know, mm. so th that's not going to look good for the pe that's not going to look for golf in general. I think um, I just oh don't no, like, it, I think this is why well you know me. when you've got other pros talking mm. about it, um, yeah, you know. You, you think you, 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 and they see a lot more. You know, there's a lot of, um, the, you know, there's been a few instances where people were saying about they know other players are saying, like cheating with the, with the mark the ball and stuff like that, but they won't, they, they won't name the players. But he, he's got such a kind of, um, if like his, his peers don't, don't respect him, you know. Yeah, but um, that's, that's and, irrelevant though. I, I don't think, you know. So what can because... he do? Well, let's just take another way then, right? Let's just, yeah. um, 
let's give him. I mean, it's really hard to, but let's just give him the benefit of the doubt for a minute. But are, 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 right. are we? Did you mention just Patrick Reed because he won, or because he had previous as well? Because I mean, that, because of previous. I think this is why unfair. it because blew of, up because of his previous. Yeah, but that's and that's the fact that he fair. went on to win. But that's yeah, I understand that, and it, and it doesn't give him a great kind of um, credit, but. You know that's not fair, and also officially, what he did was correct. So let's 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 yeah. be clear with that. What he actually did within the rules was correct. Yeah, if it um, was the, the 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 debate is, and and he said it himself in his in his interview afterwards because the you know they went the commentary went straight to it. You know, so he must yeah. have got a bit like oh my god, you know, sort of shocked if you like because commentary well, went straight to his, it. But, but he actually stated himself that if it bounces. Then it's impossible to embed. Yeah. But then you're going. So how could it have been embedded? Because it did bounce. But then I've seen it bounce. Yeah. But then what's Rory playing at then as well? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it someone else's old picture? Well, for both of them. Well, the problem is with with Patrick your, Reed, is the I fact could, that, I, like you said, that it, it the way he the way he was around the ball didn't sit well with people either. So it wasn't like Rory. Rory looked at his ball. Marked it, picked it up, looked at the ground, turned around to Sabatini, said it's embedded. What do I do? You know, blah blah blah. Is it a club's length? Yeah. And he and for him, he was like, there was no question. He didn't see it bounce. He asked the spotter, did it bounce? They didn't even see the ball land because they had to find it anyway. So the fact that they they had to search for it and couldn't find it immediately made him feel like it didn't bounce. It went straight in. He lifted it. He said he it it looked mm. embedded line. That was it. Um. But Padre Reed, you just feel like there's a whole, you know, the way it went round. And also to give, to give you, you know, it's almost like he's had previous, which he was, you know, denied completely, but there's like video footage proving it. Um, and yet, and you've got his professionals like JT taking the mickey out of him, doing videos, taking the mickey out of him. <laughs> so you, you know it's true. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if I was in Patrick's Reed, I said, look, like, I've got a really crappy life, but do you know what? I need to win this. Having played that crappy life, so I can say to people, like, I got, I didn't even take it out. You know, it was, I think it was embedded, but I wasn't sure. It just, it's it's a difficult one because it doesn't sit pretty in his reaction to it. It feels yeah. like, um, it feels like when he spoke little kids, you know, sort of like, you know, when they lie, they actually make themselves believe themselves. <laughs> yeah, but I think that the facts, though, the facts are he did nothing wrong. It just doesn't sit well, and the whole fa- and the whole fact that on, you know, if it went straight in and plugged, fair enough. But the fact that it bounced for both it, of them, and I don't, and I just think in future what they should do is they just should have simple rules that if it plugs on the fairway, yes, we can vis- physically see it, then yeah. you get a drop. Anywhere else, you just get on with it. The, and the I thing think- I didn't understand, he asked the, they asked him Plains partner who had the same view of him, so he wouldn't have seen it. He asked the the spotter who said they did they they didn't see it bounce. Um, the person didn't ask was the cameraman. You know, like, yeah, I, I don't know if they're allowed. Are they allowed to ask the cameraman? I well, don't know. I don't know. They look at you know as soon as they get back, they're looking at video footage before they sign their card, aren't they? So I don't know. Um, yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, it just it, for me it was a bit about court, doing. Lifting the ball, the way he lifted the ball, and then calling the official, and then giving himself an amazing lie, and I think that's why he wanted the official over to go. 
because he saw that he could give himself an amazing lie and go, I'm going to call the fish so, over, so it looks like it's all so official. So, so it felt like it was a yeah. bit of all a bit of... But let's, instead of going on about it, what you're implying is that he cheated. He che- I, I, yeah, as you say... That's he, what you're saying. I mean, I think he's, he was being, just, yeah, I think he's being... He was cheating, just say it. Yeah. yeah. See, in I, the spirit of the game, he was trying to get an unfair advantage. Yeah, I don't think he was because he was playing by the rules. It just doesn't sit well for me, the whole mm. thing. Yeah, they're pro golfers. They can get out of, they can get out of any position anywhere. Um, it would actually be great to start seeing, you know, it would be great for them to to leave the rules uh, and wherever it plugs, you just play it so that the pros and the amateurs we come yeah. a bit more together and we can relate to it more. Yeah, you know, it'd be great to watch more pro golfers kind of thin it across the green and it goes it goes out of bounds and has to take a drop. Yeah. You know? The fact that they're yeah. pros and they're getting drops out of rough, yeah. I don't like that. I think I don't. I think that that doesn't sit well for me. But. It's almost like it's a bit like the, um, you know, even at our level, you see someone doing something and you think, you know, hang on, they're doing that by purpose or was that, you know, and you you, you kind of lose a lot of integrity, people. If you see someone doing something, you know, you think like, <laughs> you know, but imagine, yeah, exactly. I remember years and years ago, I used to play with, with um, a couple of friends and one of them, wherever he hit the ball, had a, had a great lie, you know, through mm. trees. And, and, and you just think, come on, mate, you're, you're, you're dropping the ball yeah. or you're, and it just doesn't sit well with me. No. Golf's difficult enough, but you're only, you're only cheating yourself. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be a part and, of it. And the of proof that. of that, I think, is you can tell how his fellow professionals feel about him, you know, and that's not good. Yeah. No. Right. That's Patrick Reed covered then. I thought we'd cover it, but it's very topical. We might have the same and conversation Roy. every week with Patrick Reed. But that's what well, that's his, that's his ninth, ninth win on the PGA Tour. Yeah. So, I mean, just very quickly on it. I mean, what can he do to recover this? Do you think he can do anything to recover it? Or do you think he's kind of... Who? Patrick Reed. Yeah. Do you think he's just tarnished him for... He, he couldn't care less, Scott. Yeah. He couldn't care less. He's not, you know, he, he's not loved, but he couldn't mm. care less. Yeah. I feel sorry for second place, like I said, Victor. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and, and also, no. I mean, at that time as well, if he hadn't pulled away two shots, then the likes of John Wam, John Wam wouldn't have been as aggressive maybe as he was if he had been only yeah. one shot a level instead of being two or three shots behind. Yeah, I know that would. So, yeah. All right, cool. Right, your, your second topic then. I was going to talk about your mate. Paul Casey. <laughs> Brilliant, eh? What a shout that was last week, eh? What? Yeah. I don't know if you're a betting man, but... Used to be, um, no, not so much nowadays. I, I don't know what his odds were on that, but yeah, what a what a great win he had mm. over in Dubai. Um, just looking at some, some things now, that's his 15th win on the European Tour. Yeah. Um, cracking guy. Over 20-year f- spell as well, isn't it? Over... Cracking guy, isn't he? He's got phenomenal forearms. I've never seen forearms like it. And he's, what, but, 40, 44, 45 now, something like that? So he's not... Yeah. That's been but, kicking. Yeah. But they keep in such good good shape. Yeah. And, and the, li- you know, the lifestyle, you know, you're walking around beautiful yeah. golf courses. Someone carrying your bags. <laughs> someone carrying your bags, exactly, yeah. The conditions are, you know, it's like, it's like playing on, on carpet or... Um, you know, his mentality on the, I don't, I don't know if you watched it, but his mentality on the back nine 
even when there were some bits that didn't go right, you know, and um, his mentality even confirmed for me more that he's got a major in him still. Um, but he's, he's mentality is brilliant, you know. He's, he's, he's played that I didn't, you know what, when he first come to the scene, you remember he was coming through when the likes of just before sort of Rose and Poulter, wasn't it? And we had that sort of kind of thing. And he yeah. was the one that kind of out of the, out of the bunch that I didn't, I didn't warm to. I thought we had a bit of a, a sort of kind of offish sort of personality. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. And he got that injury, didn't he? he? got that really bad wrist injury, wasn't it? Or something he got, and then he, he seems to come back and then he went away, didn't he? So if you like, um, you know, he just struggled, didn't he? And then he's been on this like five year plan with his new caddy and coach, whoever. And, yeah, uh, I think um, he's a, I think he's a great golfer. And I, yeah, I love his I, character. I, and I, have, I love his. He's become I, one I've, of my favorite players over the last sort of three yeah. or four years, really. And uh, and I think you know, I think you you made a comment last week that you've got him to win one of your majors this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, I had him I, to. Um, it's in the comments, had, isn't it? I think I had yeah. him to win the um, the US no. Open. The US Open, yeah. I thought he'd win. You've got him to win the yes, no, 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 the yeah. open, no, the oh, the, the British the, Open, yeah, the, the open, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you could be correct. I don't know if he'll win that, but I think he's going to be up there. He, he's got that winning mentality, which I think is important. We do, we know we yeah. we know so many of the golfers that do crumble or do sh- yeah. shoot a good fourth round when they're miles off the lead. The, the difference is with him. Mentality. I don't think. Um, I think on some of the courses like the I think the Masters you can't look past DJ because of he's just got that course now although the Masters the, the Augusta suits Paul Cage's game but I think on the difficult courses if we get like the British Open with a a bit of rough weather yeah um, I don't think he'll get he won't get flustered for me that's I think that's why I think a lot of people struggle with that with their game because they can't change their game enough to do yep. to deal with it. That's I right. think he'll he'll adapt and 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 do well with that. So uh, yeah, I was I was uh, at one point I was thinking because um, I think I WhatsApp you dinner over the weekend. We had Tony Fino who's one off the lead, wasn't he after round three or something like that, or <laughs> the halfway stage. And Paul Casey was one off the lead the year, or so so my tips were doing well. Yeah. So do you think how how do you think you'll back it up this week in Saudi, Paul Casey? Oh um I think he'll play well. I think he'll get into the top ten. Um, I, I've got the um it's interesting, he was really emotional after that win as well, wasn't he? Um yeah. and it's been interesting how how he reacts to it this week. You know, it's a bit like Lee Westwood. How does he react this year after an amazing year? You know, does he go, well, I'm going to take the world by storm or because he's going to, you know, actually, I've got that win. I'm happy, you know, I've got my win for this year out of the way, if you like. Be interesting. Cool. It's, yeah. Okay. Um, Right. So, players to watch I'm going to talk about. Right. Okay. So, so this is our players watch, if you like, from last week. So I made some comments last week about um, Rose, particularly Rose, Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler. Um, yeah. And how poor they were in their world rankings. I mean, 86 for Spieth, Fowler 60, Rose is 38. They've all gone down this week. 
I think Spieth is now out, is 91. Fowler went down a couple and Rose went down a couple. Um, so I particularly watched these three players over the week after my co- sort of kind of comments and views about them last week. So Fowler and Rose made the cut in their respective tournaments. Uh, Rose was playing over in um, in Dubai. Um, Spieth didn't make the cut, but we'll come back to him in a minute. Rose was interesting. Rose was, but Rose is not his normal, like we said, you know, his smoothness and whatever. He's just erratic. Um, three good rounds. And in the last round, he actually finished um, uh, five over par for his last round in round four. Okay. Um, so went from eight under to three under. Um, so, and ended up tied 35th for him. Yep. Um, interestingly, he's driving, we talk about driving greens and relegation. His greens and relegation was 61%, but his driving was 51%. And I think yeah, that's... That's well off, isn't it? You know, you would, all day of the week, you would say Rose is a three out of four for every drive, you know. Um, so, and his driving was erratic compared to what it normally has been. Um, so surprised, I think he's on the cusp, Rose. I think he's on these, you know, he's, he's a very thing to to find that that smoothness. And he's, um, he's obviously working on some things. Fowler was an interesting, so Fowler made the cut on Torrey Pines, but he finished just a couple off the bottom in the end. And just looks... I mean, I know you don't rate him, but he just looks—he um, just looks off the pace. You know, he was hitting, you know, missing big greens by a big margin, or you know, he was going in with wedges and still having 40, 50 foot putts, and and he's tinkering with his putting, which he was always quite a good putter. And uh, oh, um, excellent, excellent putting, yeah, yeah. But he just looked. You know, he's just like he couldn't hold a putt, you know, and um, and then he's got these clubs which are now I don't know if you've seen them, they're, they're like copper, so they you know he's got his thing with orange, isn't he? Yeah, um, so he's got his clubs which are like got a copper finish to make them look like they're orange. Um, one, what, what, one thing I've always found interesting is he loves to wear orange on the final day yeah. of a tournament, okay? Yeah, but I find it, you know, he's not like Tiger that's one. Mm. What has he won? 83 tournaments and, and 15 majors, is it? Yeah. 15 majors, yeah. He's not at that level. So I think psychologically, and I'm no psychological expert, but I think he should not wear the orange mm. on the final round because that by wearing the orange, that shows me that you're not going to get the job finished. Yeah. Yeah. And subconsciously, by wearing the orange, you're not going to get the job finished. So no, don't, after, don't, don't yeah. do that, you know? After what, yeah, you think like it's not working, change something, you know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Get I would, rid of orange. I would, someone close to him, I think, needs to say to him, he's, his club's interesting. So Rick Shields did a, a video with, with playing with his clubs or testing his clubs out. He was saying how unforgiving they are, you know. Um, it's almost like just go, go, you know, go to a game, you know, like a, a game improver set, you know, give him a set of Callaway Exides from the old day. You know, a lot of high. A lot of hybrid irons. Yeah, something like that. You know, uh, I think he might do better. I think, um, I, yeah, I think he's on the cusp of really struggling, Fowler. Um, okay. The Spieth is interesting. So the Spieth is one where I've got the question, right? So Spieth was, he he's he's fighting his swing. I mean, he had, in his last, in the, he, missed the, he missed the cut, but he was three under going into the back nine of the second round. 
The cut was one under. Yeah. And he finished level par. But you could say, oh, he was unlucky, you know, tough back nine and stuff like that. But the way he performed, he was the lack of confidence was unbelievable. Yeah. And his driving stats or something. Um, but you, you, you get 28% that though, don't you? or something like that. You understand, don't you, though? Because yeah. they're all at such a high level. So what is so someone has done that? They've lost, he's lost his confidence. I mean, his stats level. I think he was twenty eight percent or something like that. His driving accuracy, mm. which is ridiculous. Um, he had four in that far, in that second round. He had four drives on the front nine, which he completely lost to the left where he was trying to cut. He was trying to cut them. So just did a was it a quick crossover, didn't they? Where you just flip your wrist and you double cross, cross over. yeah. Yeah, they double crossed it, yeah. and they were huge, you know. And it was almost like a bit like I said last week, where he's he's hitting the ball, not knowing where it's going to go. You know, he's he's coming that's, up short. He's control driving short, and he's and he's putting. That's which not is, a nice feeling, is it? No, that's it's not. not a nice no, feeling. he's putting. Foot. You know, and he had some good shot. He had an eagle on the front nine, you know, but then bogey the next hole. But you think, oh, that will get him into gear. That will get him going. But it's his confidence looks absolutely shot. You know, he looks like on the green, you just think, wow. And the way he's, he's whole demeanor. So what does he need to do? Does he need to, does he need to keep playing? You know, if you're like, even at our level, you know, sometimes you think okay. like, oh my God, I'm going through a crap can I, time. Can I answer your question? Yeah, go on. Okay. So I think personally, what he needs to do is he needs to go to what feels comfortable and from what feels comfortable, look at the results, the stats, and then that's your kind of, le- that's your, your balance stick or mm. your, that's your kind of gauge. What feels good, yep, and, and where's, where, where am I most consistent? Because I think too many of them, they tr- once they get to a really good level, but it's a bit like, it's like us as well, we do try and think, right, what can we just tweak to go that next level now? And I think sometimes, like we discussed last week, sometimes mm. I think, you know, you're playing your best golf at the moment. So am I, although I, I need to get a few more rounds in with this new grip change. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, but don't change too much. And I think yeah. too many of them, I don't know if it's a focus on, does it look good on the eye? Is that what they're trying to do? They're trying to make it look even better on the eye? Um, I think he's just trying to find... Watching him closely on that, he was like it was one of the featured groups over the weekend. So, got to literally watch his whole, um, his whole two rounds, if you like, and particularly the second round. And um, he's, don't feel like, I mean, you look at his swing and you think, well, okay, he's not, you know, they don't look like there's a massive problem there, you know. Um, obviously, oh, it's, it's fine but, margins, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, um, you know, what does he do? Does he just try? I mean, you you think like. If, you, if you're working on your game, you want to make the cut, don't you, to get them four rounds in a competitive thing? Um, I, okay. I think I think yeah. one good round, I think one good tournament for him is what he's just, so I'll just keep playing if I was him, you know, but I wouldn't, I would almost not practice. I would just go out and play. Yeah, you, you're not a big fan of practicing, are you? Um, well, no, I do practice, you know, I, I started last year, funny enough, yeah, I started, I started, um, Spending more time, like before the round, if you like, um, getting into. But the what you don't, what you don't get there a minute before teeing off, 
<laughs> run up and tee off, no? No. Like no I've been a lot better like that, um, but the... Um, I don't... He's not going to find... In practice, you know, like if you're hitting every ball dead straight, it's different, isn't it, on the... Um, I would almost say to him, play... The problem is you can't... Um, you, he's where he is now. He's at risk of losing his card, isn't he? Yeah. This year. And then Concerned, you look at the level. Like... He can't not not play golf. I don't think. Yeah, he'll be all right in life, but um, I, I yeah, like so. To, like I said, I think you you need to go back to what feels good and then look at the data. Mm. You know. We've all got different body shapes, different swings, different ways we feel the ball. And and even in our head, how many times have you thought you swing a certain way and then someone, one of your mates has videoed you and you're like, yeah. oh my God, is that how I swing the club? But it doesn't look like that from, right. you know? And it's such a hard sport because you're not facing the target. You're facing away from the target, hitting the ball either to your left or to your right. Um, that's why it's so kind of, that's, that's the beauty of it. We're constantly seeking that perfect round, that perfect feel. You're never going to feel, you know, sometimes we wake up, don't we, and we feel stiff and like we've never swung a club before. Other times we feel yeah. we're going to go go over and shoot our best round and, and double bogey the first and think, oh, okay, not today. So we're all... But sometimes human, you, you think, like, don't play golf for a few weeks you know, and, you, and then you come back and you're really dying to play, but... I don't think he's not in a position he can do that where he is in the rankings. Yeah, and I th- I think it, I I don't know at that level, but but just go out and have fun, mm. you know. Yeah, go and play, mates. Yeah. So I think looking at time, okay. one more topic from you. Yep. Okay. Have you, got, have you got another burning one? Yeah, I have. I was I was I I'll, I'll stick to what I had because <laughs> I think I think it'd be good for us to talk a bit more about us, us, you know, come, coming back to us for golfers. So yeah. c- currently at the moment or over the last few rounds, what do you find has been your hardest shot to play where you think, you know, when you think in your head, Oh God, the ball's yeah. here and it's this distance or this is keen to know what yours, yours is. So my one, and I think a lot of people relate to this is that the sort of, 10, 10 yards, 15 yards off the green in any direction, mm. but in what has been the muddy lies, you know, like the winter yeah, lies, okay. chipping on them. Because I actually, you know, I really enjoy the kind of the challenge of a short game and, and around the green, stuff like that. But I, it's like even our last round, my two double bogeys come from, or my three double bogeys all come from being... You know, long holes where I was up around the green and in good positions, thought fine, chip on, two part, walk off with a bogey, awesome. But they all come from sort of half muddy lies, you know, and yeah. that winter lie. And then I just fluffed, I fluffed two okay. and then so on, on, the other one's on, 20 foot past, you know. Yeah. On average, what club are you choosing for that shot, just out of curiosity? Well, I, cho- I had three different clubs because it, Did you? Well, because it didn't go right. So the first one, the first one I was quite confident in that because um, yeah, it was the very first hole and I was quite confident. I thought, you know, I'm not normally oh, this yeah, close to this guy. Yeah. And then um, and I put it bloody. I just well, I duffed it and then put the next one forty foot past or whatever. But the um, that one I took my um, 
my trusty rusty that I like, and I thought I'd just pick Which it is off. what? Explain to uh, the my viewers. Get wedge, my get wedge. Your get wedge, 52. Okay. Um, which I like, I really like around the green from because I can fillet okay. and then yep. so I tried that and just Didn't fluffed work. it. Um, <laughs> yep. the next one, did you use you know, when you fluffed it, did you stick with the gap wedge and go again? Oh, yeah, because I just hustled and just oh, sorry, you you monkey, and they're just like just <laughs> slabbed the back, and that's why I went 40 foot past. Uh, but yep. I really should have just taken my thing, um, taken my time, and then the second one, I can't remember how, but. Similar situation, and um, I think it was the ninth hole. It's a really annoying because I hit a really good um, five iron just off the green. I thought, oh, brilliant. And then um, I took a hole, and then I, th I took a 56, I think, for that one. Um, 56? Yeah, because of what in, happened last time. So I thought if I just. In these muddy conditions, okay, carry on. Yeah, yeah, I know that's hard problem. And I think, and the, and the last one, um, I took an eight iron but gave it too much welly. Okay. Um, now, interestingly, all the other shots where I was probably five yards closer to the green and just off the green by five yards, um, I was actually taking, I, li I like taking my nine iron for them shots. So I took my nine iron a lot of time for them and, and they worked out quite well. That was working quite well for me. Um, but it's them. 15 yards, muddy lie. You're not on a fairway. You're not in the rough. You're... It's a bit of nothing. Yeah. Okay. Similar, same so, for you? So that's when, so those type of shots, I, at the moment with the conditions, I only really would use, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go any further down than a pitching wedge mm. because it's just so difficult to time it perfectly, commit throw, get the ball to stop. I think just yeah. keep it simple. Do almost like a slightly extended putting action. Um, yeah, but but my hardest shot at the moment that I struggle with is that 70-yard shot. Now, it's basically, for me, it's the lob wedge goes about 60, yeah. so then we're into the sand wedge type of uh, we talk about, I think we talked about this last week, but you haven't got a... I don't have a gap wedge. So You've got, I've got a pitching got a, wedge and then a lob wedge, and that's it. No, it? I've got a I've got a pitching wedge, a sand wedge, yeah, and a lob wedge. Okay. And how many clubs do you carry in your bag at the moment? Um. Oh. 10, you haven't got 11. a driver in your bag, have you? You haven't got a driver. No, I don't have a driver. You got three wood, five wood. Got a three wood, five wood, three iron, four iron. Yeah. I don't have a five iron anymore. That broke. I've got a six iron. Right, six iron. Yeah, I tried to punch it out of a tree years ago and it snapped and <laughs> right. just... Um, so I've got a... Yeah. All right, six iron, seven iron? Seven iron, eight iron, nine iron. Wedge. Pitching wedge. Sand wedge. Stand wedge. Lob wedge. Lob wedge. Putter. Yeah. So you've got two clubs you can take. Okay, yeah. Back. Yeah. Well... So I should tell your girlfriend I, what you want for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I should, yeah. Valentine's is coming up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Get wedge, perfect Valentine's present. Yeah. Okay. Take it to bed. Anyway, um, yeah. So how I far find, do you hit your your long so, wedge? You... Oh, sixty yards, full swing, but, sixty. Would you use that on a full swing? Would you? Do you ever use your long wedge on a full swing? Not at the, yeah, yes, but not at the moment because the conditions. It's just again, it's too hard to commit. 
it's yeah. a typical shot that you take all the ground and the ball goes 10 yards. So yeah, I'm I'm finding that I'm finding that difficult. And the reason for that yardage is because it's almost like it's not half, it's not a half swing, it's not a full swing, it's that three-quarter mm. swing, and it's gauging that feel and commitment. Yeah. Because there's too much of a gap from it could land, there's like a 15-yard gap. Yeah, it could land. It could be really short or or, or slightly long. Ironically, so what... I found that that distance is where I've improved my game because okay. rather than so like longer par fours, yeah. rather than trying to hit a a three wood or five wood as hard as I possibly can to try and get somewhere near the green, I've been leave, I've been happy leaving myself seventy yards, eighty yards, ninety yards back between so that seventy. What club? I what normally look at that. You, you know the hundred markers. I normally look for hundred markers on the courses. Okay. Um, and then I'll try and hit to that. Now, that's what I was trying to do. If you like, the last sort of four or five rounds before lockdown was hit towards that hundred marker on the long par fours. If I and if I can't get, if I feel like I can't get to the green, hit towards the hundred marker because if it just goes past that, then I know. I mean, for me, gap wedge like for me a, a smooth gap wedge, a bit like the. Um, Okay. Was it the par three at the Blakes we was at? You know, which was like, it was just because yeah. it was on the front tier. It was only eighty yards, wasn't it? And that for me was my. I knew that was just my smooth gap wedge, and that was it. Yeah. You know. Um, um. So you yeah, know. So, to... so for me, that seventy-yard shot at the moment is the sand wedge, but it's you know I hit I hit the sand wedge about a hundred or just shy of a hundred. So it's that kind of three-quarter sandwich shot that you you need to commit, but you don't want to kind yeah. of fully commit. It's... The bit I don't like using my um, sandwich in, from that distance is I find that it's easier to blade at a level, and if you blade it, it's going, you're in trouble, <laughs> you know, you're going. Yeah, or or you take too much ground and it yeah. goes, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. yeah, so that's... And that's why I like my gap wedge, because I think the gap, I wedge, that hard. the gap wedge hasn't got the same bounce or whatever it is at the bottom of the you know obviously getting technical but it hasn't got the bounce of the the thing so it's a lot i get you can get okay. away I, I find it a lot easier to or it's going to be a lot harder to fin my gap wedge and it would to fin my my sandwich yeah okay um if anything so, the worst i always find that if i'm going to be there i'm going to be just come up a little bit short if you like if i don't fully commit to it rather than being long so yeah okay so, so what's your outcome? Are you going to buy yourself a gap wedge? Is that what the no? I, I'm, it's a shame we've gone through this, the third lockdown because I I want to and uh, I'm going to treat myself to some new clubs, but I want I want to go out and test them. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, you know I, yeah. I could buy something off the shelf, but I, I want to have them custom fitted and made because they're yeah. going. You know, well, I yeah. went I went through that spell. I mean, we could probably talk about it next week, maybe, but the um, yeah. time of the. I went through um, custom fitting. Why don't with, we? We've all done. It was, you know, obviously shower. It's all good, but the uh, um, just the experience and the learning around your clubs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> was better. <laughs> you make me laugh. Just your little, your little shout outs. Why don't we talk about clubs um, and equipment next week? Yeah, that'd be a good topic. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah, we covered a lot. So awesome. Yeah, so just have a look. So. First of all, comment in the, um, you know, so I say please like, subscribe, wherever you listen to this, it'll be available on YouTube, it's available or, on Spotify. Or don't. 
or don't. Or don't, <laughs> don't, don't. Like um, tell me how you think the beer's going. This is you know, it's a kind of part oh, of it. Trimmed it, yeah. Trimmed it, but kept until lockdown's over. Um, but the um, and, and remember to subscribe if you comment on the YouTube video. If you comment, subscribe. If you subscribe, comment, subscribe. Then you get put in the February draw to win the the gloves and the and the towel. Brilliant. Awesome. Thank you. No. Thank you very much, Scott. Well, have a great episode. Pleasure as always. It's we we could have we could have spoke all day, couldn't we? But I've got a meeting at ten. Yes. Yeah. Back to and um. Yeah. Back to. And end uh, up an eighteen-hour well, podcast. Yeah. So, but we'll be right. back next week as well. So yep. we're gonna we're gonna commit for, to doing these weekly. And, yeah, looking uh, forward to it. It's good. good to, if anything, it's good to just see you and have a catch up, Scott. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe next week we'll talk about each other's club and have a bit of banter around it. And uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, especially your clubs. I think I've got got loads of <laughs> the rag and bone man wouldn't take mine, would they? <laughs> but like I said last week, I I still beat you with it. All right, okay, we we'll leave that to next week. Anyway, on that note, we've got to go, so we yeah. can hear the. Take care. Okay. Cheers, James. Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. Bye. <laughs>